That is why I was reluctant to send pictures to Chris or to anybody else, because I knew ah. that they would be used against me at some point. I knew that they would be used as fodder for an open, so yep. that's why I was I was a little bit um, judicious on what I was putting out there, but it made it in there anyway. Got to be honest with you, uh, there came a point last week where we just thought that that's it. We're not getting Travis back. Um, this <laughs> might turn into two weeks, might turn into a month, and you know, you're going to use up all your vacation time, and uh, we're glad to see you back here, man. We're glad to see you back. It is great to be back. And look, like any vacation, right? Any vacation yep. that's really good, at mm-hmm. some point in the middle of the vacation, you start thinking, you know what? Maybe I could live here. Maybe I could maybe I could come up here. I could figure out a way to make it work up here. I can work at a restaurant, or I, I'll, I'll find something to do here. That never happened on this vacation. <laughs> that, that, that was never the thing. Look, I had a wonderful time. I saw a part of the country I had never seen before. It was beautiful. I sleep. I rafted. I put on the life jacket, sat on the edge of the boat with a paddle. I was basically like uh, Kevin Bacon in, in that one river rafting movie with Meryl Streep. I was basically that guy, but uh, I don't think I ever need to be uh, a, I, a I resident think, of the state of Montana. That's not yeah, my I, goal. I don't think you need to paint a picture. I think a lot of listeners already kind of view you as that. They view you as somebody that's fly fishing a couple months uh-huh. out of the year, that's rock climbing in Yosemite a couple different uh, weeks out of the year. So you don't have to paint us the picture of an outdoorsman. We already know it. I, I could see you right now being dropped off somewhere in Alaska and surviving for six months without anything but a pocket knife. Yeah, all I need is a knife. A, ni- a knife and something to start a fire with, and, I- and I'm good to go, and I'll make my way through it. Yeah, it, uh, it, let's put it this way. It's just yeah. very, very nice to be back. It's very, very nice to be back in a routine. But a good break, too? Good break, Great too, to kind of get away Great from break. everything? I did find a, uh, a food truck, a Mexican food truck, in the middle of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which is dubbed the best Mexican food in, in Idaho. I think it's the only Mexican food in Idaho. It was pretty good. <laughs> How'd it do? It did okay? It was, no, it did great. It was it was very, very good. I uh, I enjoyed it a great deal. So um, great to be back, to be sure. I know that you're getting ready to head out here on a little bit yeah. of an adventure, so don't yeah, send we'll Chris any pictures too. to your thing along mm-hmm. the way. Travis Lee's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Busy weekend, Slee, right? I mean, busy weekend. The Dodgers had a sweep. The Rams were playing a game. The Giants don't lose. There's a whole bunch of things going on. Yeah, it was nice, too. You know, I think as we start getting close to this year, I mean, think about this. When you were gone, right before you left, the dust was just starting to settle in the NBA. You had NBA free agency, and now that's going to kind of quiet down. Uh, by the way, 7 to 9 p.m., we got Lakers talk tonight. But really, a lot of the tension and the, uh, the focus is going to go to Dodgers baseball. And, and I, I think this is, you know, for me, I was saying this on Friday. Kirk was uh, filling in for one of the nights, and I said this on, on Friday. I said that if the Dodgers just stand pat, that if they come out of that three-game set against the uh, the New York Mets – um, only three games back, and, or I'm sorry, only five games back, then I thought it would be a good weekend. And that had more to do with, with who the San Francisco Giants had to face competition-wise than here we sit here today. I know they're still far back. I know yeah. that if you look a month ago or three weeks ago, they were around the same position, and now you're only down to 44 games left, not 60 games or 70 or something along those lines. But I just kind of I, I take with that, just hesitate for a quick second because they took five of six Phillies, they swept the Mets, and now they're still in a position where you feel like they're playing as good as baseball as they've had all season long. Yeah, no, they're playing well. The, the The game yesterday, I think it was a microcosm of how they're playing. They got really good starting pitching. They hit a bunch of home runs. They scored a bunch of runs, and their defense wasn't very good. It was kind of a perfect mm. little glimpse into where they are right now. I'm going to change this a little bit, Al. Okay. 
we used we're used to looking at, and I think that correctly so. We're used to looking at how many games behind are they, right? Mm-hmm. How many games are the Dodgers behind? Are they two games back? Are they five games back? Where, where are they as far as games behind go? Nat- naturally, it, we're always staring at the standings, right? Of, of course, of mm-hmm. course. But instead of looking at the four, the number that's more meaningful is the forty-four. That's the number that it means more now than the other one because that's the number that is going to keep getting smaller and smaller while the other one may move one way or the other. You just don't know. That 44 games left in the season is far more important than being four games back because I get it. you got 44 games to make up four. It feels like it's really easy. Well, like you just said a second ago, let's go back to when Will Smith hit that walk-off home run against the Giants. What was that, three that's weeks right. ago, nearly that's a month right. ago? Mm-hmm. Right and after, uh, I think it was right after the All-Star break. Right. Right, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, okay, here we go, right? He walk-off home run. They got their two best guys coming up in the next two games. The Dodgers are going to not only catch the Giants, they're going to go by the Giants, they're going to start to extend some time, and the next thing you know, the Giants leave town and they're comfortably in first place. Mm-hmm. And then the duel of the Dodgers are going up to San Francisco. They'll make up some games there. Dodgers leave San Francisco. They're exactly where they started. We've gone through the better part of a month since the All-Star break the Dodgers are further away than they were when they started. And I understand that they're, well, this guy's been gone. Mookie hasn't been healthy. And Clayton Kershaw missed time. And Trevor Bauer's still in legal limbo. And all of all of these things. Fact of the matter is, another month has gone by the season. And they're farther away, not closer. And that's the number that scares me. That 44 is going to turn into 43 tonight. And then 42. We all know how it works. But they're not making a dent into it. And for the first time all season, I'm looking at both. I still think they're going to win the division, but I wouldn't bet my house. I remember when I said to you, I don't know what it was, a couple of months ago, I would have bet my car to open the season that they were going to yep. win the division. And then I said I'd wager about six bucks at some point. Well, now I'm down to like 350. <laughs> it keeps going down the other way. I still think they're win, but I'm feeling less excited about it, less certain of it. I still think they're going to win the wild card. I still think that they'll advance out of that, but that division that felt like a slam dunk feels like anything but at the moment. This is why I think, you know, you, you can have some more optimism. And if you just kind of look at look at what's coming up for the Dodgers, their next 6-7 games, I want you to pay attention to because mm-hmm. The Giants are going to experience what the Dodgers had over this past week, where they're playing desperate baseball teams. I'm not – listen, nobody's sitting here trying to tell you that the Phillies or the Mets are going to win a World Series. But they're fighting for their division, and they're desperate games. They need every one of these games. It's a three-way competition there for the division. So I say that because I think the Dodgers – walking away four games back when walking into the weekend they were five games back had three against the Mets and and the Giants were playing the Rockies I actually think that's a win and I know I get everything that you're saying and there's only 44 games left just pay attention to this the Giants have three against the Mets uh, who have just lost obviously got swept by the Dodgers so just think of their level of desperation Mm -hmm. then they got three against the Oakland A's A's are obviously a fantastic baseball team. And then they got three more coming against the Mets. That's their next six to nine games, something along those lines. Dodgers, you got Pittsburgh, you got New York, and then you got that three-game set against the San Diego Padres. So um, Dodgers have a chance. Put it this way. If we're under 30 games and they're still four games back and they're not around two games back, maybe what you're saying becomes much more realistic as you're heading into September. I still think they got some time. I, and it's, and it's, I'm just going to look at the overall standings. 
Best team, best record in baseball are the Giants. Second best record in baseball are the Dodgers. This yep. actually has more to do with what the Giants are doing, less, I think, to do with the Dodgers. Couldn't agree more. It has everything to do with what the Giants are doing, but it doesn't matter, right? That, that the Dodgers do have the second best record in baseball, but because of the way that it's set up, they could still be in that wild card game. They could win 103 or four games and still be in the True. wild card game. Yep. That, that's how weird it works. And he, here's. I get what you're saying about the schedule, that the Dodgers just went through six games against teams that are fighting while the Giants were playing the Dogs. But everybody plays everybody the same amount of times. Here, mm -hmm. here is what it is. Over the course of the next 44 games, against the worst teams in the National League, we're talking Washington, Miami, the Cubs, Pittsburgh, Colorado, and Arizona. Okay, those six teams. The Dodgers play those six teams 15 times. The Giants play them 12. So it's, it's more or less a wash at this point as far as who's going to play the good teams and who's going to play the bad teams. Head-to-head, -head, Dodgers and Giants only play three more games. Dodgers play the Padres a bunch of times right around the corner, but this does not feel like a schedule thing that's going to flip and all of a sudden the Dodgers have an advantage in the schedule. Maybe over the next week they might, mm -hmm. but you're going to play everybody the same amount of times. We're down to 44 games out. I think the Dodgers going into that wild-card game should feel great about the opportunity to win it if that's where they wind up. But I'm just shocked that we're here right now in the middle of August, four games back. More, and you said something right at the beginning, which you were talking about. This is more of, it's the Giants. It's the Giants, right? It's it's more of a conversation of what the hell? How are the Giants still here? Two months ago, if I'd have told you we're coming up to the final six weeks of baseball and Giants still have the best record in baseball, not just have the best record, they're four up. You know, we keep saying the Dodgers are four back of the Giants. Dodgers are the closest team to the Giants. Right. Everybody is behind the Giants. They have a four-game cushion on everyone in Major League Baseball or four and a half or five or five and a half, whatever the case is. So I think this, this ultimately, yes, is it a dangerous position for the Dodgers? It is. But let, 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 me, let me play out a scenario for you. Let's say they get into that wild card, mm -hmm. right? Let's say it's the Dodgers and the Padres who – by the way, the Padres aren't even a lock for that wild card. No, they it got might be the some Reds. teams could be Cincinnati. They got some other teams on their heels. Um, but just kind of uh, just looking at that one game potential playoff that the Dodgers would have. Don't you look at just look at this weekend as an example. Ureas didn't give up a run, and I know he got hit. He'll he'll hit the IL for uh, for ten days, but right. I, I think that's more of a precaution. Bueller gave up one run. Scherzer gave up two runs. So over the course of those three games, those three starting pitchers gave up three runs. And I, I mention that because if it does come down to this wild card game, Trav, is it dangerous? Of course it is. Can any team beat any team one time? Absolutely. But doesn't it just seem like <laughs> doesn't it just seem like the Dodgers, no matter the scenario, are set up perfectly and if they get through that one wild card game, no one's going to want to face the Dodgers. Absolutely not. And that's when they become more and more dangerous as far as they go. Yeah, no, I, I agree with all of that. And I, I think that does make me feel a little better. That does put me in a little bit better of a, a mental place. And here's the other thing that makes me feel a lot better. Mookie is gone, right? Mookie is dealing with his hip injury, and hopefully yep. he's back sooner than later, and hopefully he's Mookie. But, you know, who knows? He's been off and on, healthy, not healthy all season long. So to think that it's going to change dramatically, I don't know. Hopefully it does, but I don't know. Same thing goes for Clayton Kershaw. They, you know, supposed to be 10 days, and now we're talking about after the uh, 1st of September. Who knows what you're going to get from him? So we'll see. The good news is Cody Bellinger seems to have found some life, Al. 
that mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger – because, look, even – even when he would get hits, as few as infrequent as they were prior to the last couple of weeks, it almost felt accidental. It almost felt like the ball found his bat more than the bat found the ball. Not so much anymore. He's finally starting to look like the guy that won the MVP a few years ago. He's not only getting hits, he's hitting home runs, he's getting extra bases. He looks like that guy. And there could not be a better time for him to come alive than right now because of those reasons that we just talked about, that there's no Mookie and every game matters. You cannot have a guy hitting you know, under significantly under 200 in the lineup for very long. And thank goodness he's finally starting to pull himself out of it. You know what's crazy? And I'm not, of course, you, you, you need Mookie for this World Series run. You need Kershaw for this World Series run. But this team is so deep. It's so deep that even if those guys aren't 100% or even if they're not there, Chad, aren't they still going to be the favorites to win the World Series? It, it, I mean, it, I guess it depends on what it, we're talking it, about. It's not a scenario that I want to play out, but I'm just I'm, I'm pointing this out for one reason only. Bellinger was the laughing stock over the last month or so. You know, it, it, guy couldn't make a hit. He throws that air against the Giants. Giants score. I mean, just he seemed to be involved. Didn't you say in baseball the ball just seems to it find finds you, you, right? It oh, seems look, to find you. you. You got to see it yesterday, right? Fernando Tatis Jr. makes his first start ever in right field. Second inning, high fly ball to right. The ball will find you. It is the best sport in the world for seeing, okay, let's see what this guy can do. It always finds you. Bellinger got going by default. And let me explain what I mean there. Dodgers can't stay healthy. They can't. So he keep he keeps getting more at bats. He keeps yeah. getting more opportunities. And now he finally like from from probably there was a time Dave Roberts what was it three weeks ago maybe a month ago said I have to play. I got to give us our best chance to win. And you know without saying Bellinger's name, he was kind of referencing if you can't hit right now, you're not going to get at bats because I'm not taking Pollock out. I'm not taking Chris Taylor out. I'm not ta- go down the list of of all the uh, position players that the Dodgers have. Bellinger got more opportunities because of injuries, and it might be the best scenario that works out for the Dodgers because it looks like he finally got his back going. Thank goodness. You know whose name we haven't said one time and probably was the MVP of the weekend? Will Smith. Haven't said his name once, and he was the MVP of the weekend. Mm -hmm. Will Smith. No question about it. Will Smith hits the go-ahead home run Mm -hmm. in game number one against the Mets. He hits the game-tying home run against Taiwan Walker on Saturday, a game where Taiwan Walker was literally perfect. No no one had gotten anything going against Mm -hmm. him. He ties Mm -hmm. the game. And then yesterday he hits another home run in the first inning. He did make a bad decision throwing to first base. But Will Smith is – go back to the World Series last year, the big home runs that he had in the postseason there. This is one of those guys, to to kind of bolster your point out that you were talking about with the depth, that, look, we know Corey – Corey Seager and Trey Turner and the, the stars of this team. Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, we, we get it. Will Smith is batting in the middle of this lineup and hitting key home runs. He's the guy behind the plate in every one of these games catching all of these all-stars. That guy is the most unsung important piece of any team I've seen in a very long time. That but guy that, is a man. That's the difference with this squad and everybody else. Because there's a night you're going to go by and you're going to say, did Chris Taylor just go three for five? Did Pollock just go three or four? Did There's always a name out there that, aside from all the stars that are coming through for the Dodgers, Will Smith did it this weekend. All right, we have Ashley coming up in 
Oh, 35 minutes and 22 seconds. Not that I'm keeping close, but that's coming up in just a little bit, 945. Keep sending your Ask Sleeves. You can also call in with your best Ask Sleeve. Get a chance to win some tickets to an exclusive fantasy draft party that will have Keyshawn Johnson, myself, and Scott Kaplan. But coming up next, we're going to continue with the Dodgers. We're going to talk about the other two guys that joined this team and how important that they've been through the first couple of weeks that they've been here. That's all coming up on Travis and Slee on 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. So when I'm out at Hollywood Park with, uh, with Hollywood Park Casino with Key and Cap, do you think that Key will remember my name or has it been too long? You think I'm, I'm out? I think he'll say, um, hey, nice to meet you, and then point <laughs> at the promotions people like taking a photo like you want to take a picture with them. You give me a cup of coffee. You need, can you go get me something? You know, just a little, a little pick, a little pick me up before we get this started. It's it's been a while. You know, we text every once in a while. But I don't know if he's yeah. gonna remember what I look like. He may very easily say, "How long have you been a listener? <laughs> <laughs> what part of LA are you from?" Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks for coming out. Appreciate appreciate the support. <laughs> hey, thanks a bunch. Um, have you ever driven a boat, Al? One time I have. One time I have. Uh, but that was, uh, let's just say the captain was right next to me to make sure to take the wheel. If, if okay, so yeah. I, I was the captain. And, 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 I, and, yes, I did make them call me Skipper while we were on the lake and while I was out there. Take, but what they don't tell you about a boat is it doesn't have any brakes. You can't really stop the boat when you need to stop the boat. The boat still goes forward even after you've told the boat to stop going forward. It's a little bit complicated. They, they should probably give you some sort of training regimen before they send you out. Sure. Like, okay, sure. here's the key. This is how you make it go super fast. Have a good time. I feel yeah. like there should be a little bit more to it than that. They're throwing those uh, – they're throwing those – um, permits around like remember I told you I got scuba certified like right. I got scuba certified <laughs> if I got scuba certified what does that say to the industry what does that say to how they're giving those cert- certifications out it put it to this way I'm glad it wasn't a crowded day on the lake All right we, we got out of there boats fine everybody came back we left with six people we came back with six people it was a win but uh I think that a, a a proper skipper, maybe this particular skipper would be better served. It I would was, have started. Uh, I would have started slowing down three hundred yards away from the dock if, if I know there's no breaks, and then just not let the wind bring us in, guys. Let the wind bring us in. My, my, I think the, the best response from one of my kids was, "Dad, you actually weren't terrible at that." I think that was the highest That's praise that bad. I got for uh, for captaining my boat. All right, it's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Here it is, short and simple. Thank goodness for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. 
Thank goodness that the Dodgers made that deal, not just to keep him away from the Potters or the Giants or anything else, but you saw it last night. Dodgers were a little sloppy on D. Trey Turner didn't help much there in that department, but Max Scherzer showed what he is. He's an MVP. He's a multiple-time Cy Young Award winner. He's going straight to the Hall of Fame, all of these things, but you got to see it last night, Al, where when the Dodgers were a little bit loose, a little bit rough around the edges defensively, he just kept pitching them out of trouble, and that's what those guys do. Well, that's listen, I, I mentioned that about the weekend, right? I, I was talking about the full weekend for the Dodgers. Urias didn't give up a run. Bueller gave up one run, which seems to be, you know, he gives up one run, and you're like, yep, that's Bueller. He gives up two. You're like, he had a bad night. He had a bad <laughs> night. And then Scherzer yesterday, you know, like you mentioned, had tremendous amount of run support through the first two innings. They were already up six to nothing, and you knew the game was over. Um, but the Scherzer-Trey Turner deal – you know, Trav, at, at some point the conversation was it was the rich getting richer. That's that's how you felt if the Dodgers got Scherzer. And remember, Trey Turner wasn't part of the conversation. This is a not only a move that was so critical to playing out the rest of this season. For many, you know, many, whether it's the injuries or it's the Trevor Bauer stuff, um, there were a lot of different reasons why everybody thought that that move, it was the rich getting richer. It now has become a necessity. Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, I mean, let's start looking past this year. What What's the game plan with – does Scherzer look like he's slowing down at all? He doesn't. He's 37, though, but I no, he does not. He looks like he's as good as he's ever been. Okay, Trey Turner, you know, we've already had this conversation of you're going to imagine you have obviously – um, you, you still have them under contract for next season. So as much as we talk about how much help those guys are for this year, I don't think it just has to obviously be this year. Big picture, those two can be a part of uh, the, the Dodgers organization for at least a, another couple of years. But, yeah, you're right. That is the difference. I mean, eventually the Dodgers are going to face the Padres here pretty soon. And, you know, we, we had a little bit of discussion about this. We've talked about how, oh, my gosh, it's what a dangerous game against. Padres are falling apart. And, honestly, it started from the trade deadline. It started mm-hmm. right, I, I feel like, the moment that the Padres thought for a second there they might be getting Max Scherzer and then the next day or whatever the case, or a couple hours later he goes to the Dodgers. Since then, the Padres are not the same team. So if they are facing the Padres in a wild card game, um, you know, let's just say that's going to be a tough putt for them, even if they get that far. The the thing I like the most about the deal, and and it felt important at the time for all the reasons that we talked about the the, the short term win of getting him and the other teams not getting him. The short term win of okay, now you can have Walker Bueller go game one, Clayton Kershaw game two, Max Scherzer game three, or however order you want to put him yep. in. It almost doesn't even matter. But you got that for this season. But you mentioned a second ago. This is not just a short-term play. If the Dodgers want to re-sign Max Scherzer, they certainly have the financial wherewithal to do it. If they want to do Trey Turner instead of Corey Seager, they can do that. If they want to keep them both, they can do that. They have all of these different options, and this is why if you're the Giants, and let's kind of flip this for a second. If you're the Giants, you're like, we have to get this done. Everything that could break our way is breaking our way. They've been healthy. They're getting career years from guys like Brandon Crawford, who I think everybody that follows baseball thought his best baseball was probably behind him, not ahead of him. He's doing fantastic. All the acquisitions that they made seem to be paying off pretty well. Everything that could go their way is going their way, and they have the best record in baseball, and yet the Dodgers are still right there. And you know, you know, and you said it. You get into a best-of-seven series with those guys, you don't love that. You don't best of five, so you don't love that because you're going to get those pitchers we just mentioned, and that's why that deal was so important, not just for this year because next year all these guys are coming back again probably. So I, I got a question for you. Just looking at the – how do you look at 
the Padres now against the Dodgers? Are these nine games that they're going to have? Padres have 19 games versus the Giants and the Dodgers left. I guess what I'm trying to ask, Trav, what, what, at what point do you say – how many games back do the Dodgers have to be from the Giants to where then they start saying, okay, you know what, we're five games back, there's two weeks left – Let's be a little smart how we do this the rest of the way because we got that one wild card game. How, how does that scenario play out? I, I, I we're think still you a need, distance away. You need to be about where you are right now or better heading into September because if you go into the last month of the season with four games to go, you feel like, okay, I got a chance to do this. But if you get down to a couple of weeks to go and it's four or five, it's probably wild card or bust at that point, and then you kind of change your perspective. I, I, I'll, I'll take it a step further. I don't think it's just the games against the Padres that are coming up. It's every single game that the Dodgers play right. is incredibly important because right. the Giants are going to continue to play well. So while you think, okay, the, maybe we split with the Padres or whatever, or the Padres, how do we match up with them in the postseason? It's how do we win games almost every night? Because the, if the Giants play 500 and the Dodgers are winning three out of four, it's going to take you a little bit of while. It's going to take some time to start to reel in four games. You need them to go bad, and there's no indication that they're going to. Uh, th- this is the this is the one part that I think we've had this conversation before. You gotta make the Giants feel like there's pressure. You gotta yeah. make the Giants feel, and they like, haven't. Do, do you agree you with that? that it, it's never felt like they were right on their heels when they there's did that been, after the Will Smith home run. They didn't do anything since then. There has been just enough distance where you feel like you're comfortable, right? And it, what happens if Dodgers win two in a row, Giants lose two in a row, and now you're two back? That mm-hmm. would be pressure. Right now, all these games that um, you feel like start becoming a little bit more must win because here's the reality. If the Dodgers – let's flip this for a second. Giants don't win the division. The Dodgers do. Giants as have as much chance of losing one game as anybody in Major League Baseball, but you feel a lot more confidence that you feel a lot more confident that the Dodgers because they got Bueller, because they got Scherzer, because they got you know all these guys stacked up. It's almost the Giants don't have a choice – you think the Padres want to face the Dodgers in a one-game playoff? Even though I will, t- I will tell you this: um, they're probably maybe that's a better scenario for them because you're not going to beat them in a seven-game set. No, I, look, anybody that's playing the Dodgers would rather play them in a one-game series than it's in true. a multiple-game series yeah. because that's your best chance to do it. You can, I got to tell you something because I didn't know this. I, I, I fancy myself somebody that keeps pretty close tabs on Major League Baseball, and, and, and I knew that Max Scherzer was really good. I knew that he's going to wind up in the Hall of Fame. I knew that he's one of the best starting pitchers uh, in, in baseball right now. I didn't know he was this. I, I didn't know he was – because you know what he is, and it's maybe it's because he's bounced around a little bit, and maybe not exactly this, but it's close enough. He's Kershaw. You look at the numbers that he's put up, he's he's multiple-time All-Star, multiple Cy Youngs, MVP. He's all of these things that is absolutely unbelievable when you sit back and watch it. Like, we know Kershaw's one of the best pitchers of all time. Max Scherzer's numbers are not super far away, and then you got to see it last night. You got to see this unbelievable impact that he has on his team and the intensity that he brings. Did you see when he walked off the field after he had that sacrifice fly and Dave Roberts literally almost moved out of his way, not even to touch him? Did you see that? I did, and I will say I like every second of it. I mean, that there's – by the way, when he's on and he's in that game mode, he's a certain way. Also, when he got pulled out of the game and he's high-fiving everybody in the dugout, he's got smiles on, you know? Well, so it's like he's got a smile on his face. After he was wearing a hole in the dugout pacing back and forth. 
I mean, he's a pretty intense guy. We'll hear from Dave Roberts coming up on that. Plus, we'll talk more about the Dodgers coming up in about a half an hour about Cody Bellinger's resurrection. He has been fantastic as well. But the next big thing, the battle for L.A. Did we battle finally get LA. a glimpse of it in SoFi Stadium? That's coming thing? up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. That's not true, that it's been a while since I've done an Ask Lee. I did one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday while I was gone. I got up and I asked my family to submit me Ask Slees, and then I would answer them on your behalf. And you would also uh, listen in live. You'd stream live. You guys couldn't leave the house till 10 a.m. because you wanted to be a part of uh, Ask Lee on the radio. Hey, hey, no, we'll, we'll get on the boat in a minute. We'll, we'll do that in a minute. Hold on. I need to know whether Al shakes his peanuts like dice in Vegas before he pops them into his mouth. I need to have the answer to that. So that's, Babe, uh, that's I'm, I'm on hold. I'm on, Taylor put me on hold just a second, okay? I'm, I'm trying to get through. We wouldn't put you through. <laughs> Absolutely. Travis Lee It's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Here's here's all you need. Remember, we go back a few months ago, the, the Lakers and the Clippers, the rivalry. You know, the Clippers going to do this. Clippers made a deal yesterday, and everyone's like, eh. what? They did what? Oh, Rondo and Beverly are leaving? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's all you need. And anytime anybody wants to talk about the rivalry and the news, the, the Lakers make a move on their 17th G League guy, and everybody Trevor, gets in a frenzy. Trevor Ariza was trending on Twitter <laughs> as if the world was uh, about to change. Too yeah, funny. no, that that is the difference. I will just say this real quick from from a basketball perspective. Uh-huh. Kind of surprised Patrick Beverly and Rondo. They, I'm surprised they just got rid of them. But this I think comes down to they're trying to save thirty million dollars in luxury tax, and then it creates a, a trade player exception for down the road. So well, there's Rondo's career with the Clippers. My response for that is. <laughs> just whatever. Let me know when the Lakers open camp. Can't Let argue that. I Lakers really can't argue that. that. That was kind of the way the reaction was, on <laughs> not just Twitter, but just in general. All right, so we got to see the Rams on the field for the first time in front of fans at SoFi. Kirk and I were talking about a pregame, postgame. It, it, just, let's just start right there. How long How was nice? your postgame show, just out of curiosity? 746 hours. <laughs> Did you get to listen to all of it? How long was it? Two hours? <laughs> at least. Alan, I'm surprised you didn't send a text about me and Trav being like, two hours left. I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even do that. It was midnight. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out preseason football. I don't think I've got it. I I don't think I've got it yet. I don't think I understand it yet because nobody is playing. Nobody. Not not on the Rams and not on the Chargers. Nobody played in that game. That's for sure. There was the the best part, and and no, the best part was not the brawl in the stands that was all over Twitter as that was happening. The best part was we got to see people in SoFi Stadium for the sure. first time. We got yeah. to see what it's supposed to look like because we didn't get to see it last year. It was just it was just a nice change of pace to get to see people in the building. Yeah, listen, that is to be honest with you, that's the only story because. It didn't feel like neither the Chargers or the Rams. Yes, don't look. I get it. There's a purpose for these coaches. 
using some of these players and kind of trying to figure out, uh, okay, can there be some opportunities? But for the for the most part, you saw all the stars sitting on the bench, right? Aaron Donald wasn't in the game. Matt Stafford wasn't in the game. Just go down the list of the stars that are going to play during the season. But fans back or for the first time at SoFi Stadium is the only really thing that I took, uh, took away from it. We got to get rid of this. Look, Sean McVay has done a wonderful job of eliminating a fourth preseason game and getting it pushed into the regular season mm-hmm. because – Prior to Sean McVay starting to become the head coach of the Rams, we all knew the first preseason game was basically what we saw where maybe guys would play a series and they tap out and they put on baseball caps and they laugh and eat hot dogs, whatever. Second game, they play a little bit, and then the third game's kind of sort of a real game, and then the fourth one's a bunch of nothing. Now they're all a bunch of nothings, at least when it comes to the Rams, the Chargers doing the same thing. You're seeing more and more teams not play any of their guys. We need to get rid of this, and I understand that there's a financial component to this, that they did sell beers and hot dogs and park cars and all this stuff, so there's some revenue. Let's play real games. And I get that there's safety concerns and all this stuff, but if we're going to play them, let's play them because what we saw on Saturday night, I, I, I really the, the, the extra depth at linebacker for the Chargers is not really holding my attention for three hours. Kirk brought something up. Uh, Kirk and I were doing the show on Friday, and I, I was actually I was curious to get your opinion on this because he brought up something. Now that we actually had the game, um, he said battle for L.A. That's yeah. the term that he used. I'm like, what do you mean battle for what L.A.? What sport are we talking about right now? Yeah. By the way, <laughs> I was kind of under the same – I was trying to understand what he said. He's like, no, no, battle for L.A. You got the Chargers, young quarterback, you know, franchise player – uh, had a fantastic rookie season. He could be the face of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, fill me in more here. He's like, <laughs> you you can have a lot of Charger fans, or you could have a lot of football fans that start cheering for the Chargers that quietly there would be this rumbling if the Chargers have success, if Herbert continues to have success, if they become a good team in the AFC West, that all of a sudden uh, the Chargers can make some noise here in Los Angeles. Uh, Trav, I couldn't disagree more. And I think you have as good of a pulse as anybody just covering the Rams over the last few years. I don't see no battle for LA. You see a battle for LA over the over the next few years between the Chargers and the uh, and the and the Los Angeles Rams. Not between those two teams. No. Look, look, where the Rams were. Kirk and I were talking about this on the post game show. Where the Rams were when they came into the what league, hour? What hour were you guys talking about it? Sixty four. I want to go back. <laughs> when 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 they came back. Uh, to the league, or to Los Angeles, I should say, five years ago, Mm -hmm. it was met with somewhere between mild enthusiasm and indifference. Mm -hmm. And it was going to take some time. It was going to take some time to, A, get good, which and they got good much faster than I think anybody thought they were. They needed to build a new stadium, which is finally here and done. And they just needed to grow some roots, right? You needed to get some of that going on. And it's taken place. Where we are now... Where they are five years ago, no comparison. The Rams have made an incredible amount of progress. They have an elite coach. They have the best stadium in football, et cetera, et cetera. Can I, can I say you, this just before you go any further? Yeah. And, and what makes it unique for L.A. is there, all, there are already so many other teams. So you have to be relevant. Let, let me just – let's say the Rams came into Los Angeles, Trav, mm-hmm. and they were – um, seven and nine for a couple straight seasons, hadn't made the playoffs in any of this run, you wouldn't have this much, you know, you wouldn't have gained this much traction. You got to be good, especially if you hadn't been here in 20 plus years. But continue with what you're saying. You're going to get the Raiders coming into town on Saturday night. And if you want to know who you're fighting with to get control of this city, if you want to know who your number one competition is as far as fan eyeballs is, 
you're about to see it on Saturday night. It's the Raiders. The Raiders are your competition in Los Angeles. This is not the Chargers. And I'm not here to dump on the Chargers. That, that's not my game, right? I, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's great. Chargers are a San Diego team. You cannot convince me otherwise. I still like the Las Vegas Raiders still rolls off my tongue. I got it. It's easy. It's they're the Las Vegas Raiders. That's where they've been, and they've been there for about two seconds. I still have to stop and remind myself that they're not the San Diego Chargers anymore. And it's not because they're not very good. They're okay. They have an elite quarterback. They have a nice new stadium, too. They're renting it from the Rams or however you want to characterize that. But they're just not in the conversation. So there's no mm-hmm. battle of L.A. They're, they're, for, for Not for one second. When the Dodgers and Angels played a couple of weeks ago, the Dodgers are the number one team. But you know the Angels are here. You know that they exist. Whereas with the Chargers and the Rams, you're like, oh, right, they, they're they both yeah, they're both in L.A. They're both playing so – you don't even think about it like that. Do you think Spanos Venmos <laughs> – do you think he Venmos Kroenke at the first of the – do you think Kroenke sends a text to him and say, hey, FYI, it's the fourth. What's I going on here? <laughs> I would imagine that they have some sort of agreement where it's auto-deducted from Spanos' account on the first of every it midnight. It will bounce. It's got to – got to be a wire transfer. By the way, do you know what's going on October 4th at SoFi Stadium? Hit me. Monday night game. Mm. 5-15. You know who's playing? Chargers and the Raiders. Perfect. Perfect. Can 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 you imagine it's going to be a Raider SoFi home game. will look like? It's it's no no no. It's not even going to be a Raider home game. There are more Raider fans here in LA than there are in in Vegas. Of course there are. It, it's going to be it will be more of a home game here than it will be in Las Vegas. Let's just no, put no, it that way. No, it's a home game for the Raiders. The Raiders will have 80% of the fans or whatever it is. They, the Raiders are still the team that people are competing against here. The Rams have done an amazing job of closing that gap and maybe taking a slight lead. But so that's there's no the battle, battle in LA. Fight. It's not, not Rams. Not with the Chargers, there Chargers. isn't. It's just yep. not there. I'm going to give myself the leadoff spot, Slee. You ready? Yeah. Did either Kirk Morrison or Clinton Yates enjoy Ask Slee as much as I enjoy Ask Slee? Hashtag Ask Slee. No, I thought they were both incredibly confused. I thought (laughs) the way my Twitter feed right now is very active and it's going crazy. You have rejuvenated. You know, it's like you're a hype man. You came out of nowhere and the, the opening act's about to come on and you got the crowd all hyped up. They're going crazy. Okay, so let's with, with the, speaking of crowds going crazy, let's start with this because this seems to be dominating. Ask Salee right now, We're talking about uh-huh. the the video that went viral from SoFi Stadium of the fans kind of getting into it a little bit. It's from can, TFP. Can I, can I really just quickly give my reason why they're associating me with a brawl? <laughs> yeah, well, can, I'm kind well, of the, the brawler, right? <laughs> I'm kind of the guy. There's a lot of people looking at when they see a brawl at a sporting event, they say, "Ah, yep." Sleek could very easily be in the mix of that. <laughs> Speaking of, here's the question. Hashtag ask Slee. When was the last time you were in a fist fight? Uh, have not, I have never got into a, hey, it's going down. Uh, we're throwing punches. I've never put myself in that position, Trap. Never. I've never been in a fist fight, like an actual fist fight. I will be the one who tries to break up a fight, but I won't be the one saying, let me get a couple cheap shots in here. By the way, I watched that video. I hadn't even seen it up until somebody posted it on Twitter. Uh-huh. What's going on here? There's six guys on one guy. Okay? <laughs> wow. um, you have 
then you kind of have in a separate fight, you got two other guys going at it. I saw a guy that basically shoves one of the uh, ushers out of the way, security guards out of the way. Well, what are we doing here? Enjoy the freaking game. Do we really got to get into a, a brawl because you want your team to win more than the other guy? What are we doing? I- I'm bummed out that you aren't the take off your shirt and turn around your rings guy. <laughs> That's kind of what I was hoping that you're going to be. But uh, we'll, 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 we'll try another one here. Let's go to um, – John, he says, speaking of Mad Max, what type of psycho would you be as a major league pitcher? Talk to yourself constantly or throw stuff in the dugout and clubhouse? Hashtag Oh, talk to myself. Yeah, talk to myself. I've told you this. I told you that. Remember, I'll I'll go, it's midnight, and I'll go uh, celebrate like it's Thanksgiving dinner, and then I'm just having conversation. You're an idiot. That's the conversation (laughs) I'm having. Did you really need to do that? I'm the guy talking to myself, talking to myself in my head. I'd be the guy throwing tantrums. I'd be the guy staring at people. Like, put it to you this way. If I were Max Scherzer, Will Smith uh-huh. and I would not be on speaking terms for quite some time. Trey Turner and I, I would be say. looking at each other like, you know, you, you have to catch that ball. What do you? I know you got on base five times, but I'm going to need you to help me while I'm out here. I'd be, I, I was a bad teammate. I can see you looking at Trey Turner, looking at Dave Roberts, and saying, bring somebody else in. You're going to do bring something about this? In. You're going to do something about this, or do I have to do it? You're going to make me get five outs this. Fine, I'll do it. I'll do I it. I see him Trey. holding four fingers up. We're four back from the Giants. This is what I got to work with? <laughs> All right. A on the phone, Ask Slee. Let's go to Kalina in Canoga Park. Kalina, you are on Ask Slee. What's going on? Hi, good morning. My question morning. today would be, aside from necessities, what one, what one thing – what one thing could you not go a day without, and why? Ooh, that's pretty good. One thing you can't so I'm assuming Alice, she means like without like food and water and a place to sleep. Like, what's what's your one accessory that you have to have? My man, the coffee. My man, <laughs> you're the same way. Yeah, well, I was just thinking. I don't know if well, I've ever seen you without I one. I can't function without a cup of coffee. I need a cup of coffee. Okay, another thing that I can't go – you know what I could go away with that a lot mm. of people couldn't? I could go without my phone. No problem. You know what's no funny? Problem. That, that was going to be my answer until I was gone last week, and we were in a remote part where you didn't get a signal or anything else. Mm-hmm. It was glorious. Mm-hmm. I forgot how nice it was to not have to look at that thing constantly. It was fantastic. I also can't go without my TikTok account. I, <laughs> I am so – active right now on tiktok that i uh i can't go without tiktok yeah I, that way. I, I i can and i uh i will for the rest of my life it's just that's, I, that's one of those things i refuse to participate in let's go try another one on the phone we were blown up in canoga park al let's go to martin martin in canoga park what's going on martin hey what's up fellas how you guys doing today hey. good martin thanks for calling in all right it's not much it's right here man uh well i have a question you, you guys think um uh, the Lakers, the Dodgers, and um, the Rams have a chance to win it all this year, like three teams from L.A.? Sleep. All the same year. Appreciate you calling in. I don't think there's any other city that has a literally a more realistic shot. Lakers are going to be either the favorites or uh, behind the Brooklyn Nets. The Dodgers, I'm assuming, and I haven't looked. I know the Giants got the best record in Major League Baseball. That's the most dangerous team. They'll be the favorites. And all I hear you tell me, Trav, is that – if Matt Stafford comes to the Los Angeles Rams and you're watching preseason games and all these unbelievable players are sitting on the sidelines, doesn't it just seem like you either got to the Super Bowl and won it or it was a failed season? Look, will they do it? Probably not because that's just how sports works. Anything can happen. But is there another city with, with better odds than L.A.? There's one. It's Tampa. 
Tampa has the Rays, which could easily win the World Series. They have the Bucks, which just did win the Super Bowl. And while they don't have an NBA team, they did just win the Stanley Cup. So I don't know if we're putting the Stanley Cup on the same footing with the uh, NBA championship, but they're the only other team that's, that's loaded like the, the Dodgers, Lakers, and, and, and uh, Rams would be at this point. I, uh, by the way, just kind of thinking about that, and, you know, we talk about being relevant in L.A. There's a perfect example. You're either competing or you're not. You're going to be relevant or you're not. All right, here's another one. Uh, this is from Ernie, and Ernie writes, so which guy are you, Slee? Are you see you later, alligator, or after a while, crocodile? <laughs> so which are, which are those two it's guys are you? This is an easy one. After a while, crocodile. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Could I could I tell you something? This came from an Ashley. This happened this weekend. I got a total, and the total was 1988. Okay. Okay. And it was just stuck on my tongue, and I didn't say it. I wanted to tell you 1988. That was a good year. <laughs> it was there, and I'm like, don't be an idiot. Don't be. You should have done it. You look. You got to start leaning into these things. You got to be who you are. That's how it goes. Let's try. Uh, let's try another one here. Ramel says, Slee, if you were in the stands and a fight breaks out, would you A, leave your seat to find another one, B, sit and watch, or C, toss a cup of popcorn to start a fight like the lady did at the game on Saturday night? That's the crazy thing. That thing was just about died down, and then here comes the uh, the lady who, who just lit a match to something that had almost gone out. I would do D. I would tell a security guard, I would try to point like, hey, you want to come down here? Like, by the way, how long did that fight go for before a security guard decided to make their way over to uh, to the melee or whatever the case is? So probably do that. If they're close enough, kind of separate the guys. Hey, come on, guys. What are we doing here? Uh, you know, that you know you know That's something that I've never understood. You know what's going to happen in those situations, Trav? You know what's going to happen in those situations? I'm going to catch a haymaker for trying to be the nice guy. <laughs> yeah, that's no. I I appreciate you being a peacemaker. I, the I, cops I, are going to arrest I'm, me. I'm glad that there's somebody in there that's willing to try to throw some cold water on that. But I'm just getting the hell out of there. What I'm not going. What I will ne- is I'm never breaking out my phone to watch two people break each other's no, faces. No, open. thank you. That no, thank that you. doesn't work for me. At all. Just not the deal at all. All right. 